confident Prince George now has what it takes to be king, Saul says. David and Harper Beckham defiantly flipped pancakes the day after burglary. Kimberly Wyatt and Alex Jones put on a stylish display as they enjoy a fun-filled family day out at the Zog Playland launch in Warwick Castle. Off point. Tipping point fans switch off as they're left fuming just minutes into latest episode. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the celebrity journalism podcast still in reeling after one celebrity launched an unprovoked violent assault on another on live television. We refer, of course, to Emu's attack on Michael Parkinson. Rest in (laughs) peace, Parky. Not dead, but offering free pens to people who sign up for life insurance. I'm Matt Withers and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Beckett. Hello there. Hi, Matt. Hello there. Uh, are you a, a Parky fan, Chris? Oh, yeah, a- a- absolutely. I mean, you know, daytime TV advertising wouldn't be the same without him. I just wish he'd finally break his silence on what he thinks of modern day TV interviewers. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be good. And, you know, perhaps he could give us a little bit more insight about the, the time that he spoke to Billy Connolly. No, he'll, he'll take that to his grave, Chris. It's like um, Tom Jones. If you ask him about whether he ever jammed with Elvis, he just clams up. <laughs> yeah, done that. Right, we've got a bit of celebrity journalism to delve into today. So shall we uh, dive straight in? I think we should, yeah. Well, I've got a story from the Daily Star online. It's by Dimitris Kuntzidis. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce Careful. it, Dimitris. <laughs> I know, yeah, really tripping over my uh, my my... my consonants there it's headlined confident prince george now has what it takes to be king source says <laughs> right yeah. um it's worth bearing in mind as we uh, tiptoe through this story uh prince george is eight years old yeah yeah so it's worth worth remembering at all times when we read the story prince george is eight years old so it starts according to a royal source The future king is assertive, self-assured, knows what he wants, and doesn't hold back on speaking his mind. But at the same time, still cute and mischievous. What I love about this story is it starts off talking about him like he's a candidate on The Apprentice. (laughs) Come up, right, right, Lord Sugar, I can can sell water to the Venetians. (laughs) Yeah, he knows what he wants. As an eight-year-old, I, I think he doesn't know what most things are. Never mind knows yeah. what he wants. He knows what he wants, and it's probably an ice pop. <laughs> yeah. It's a Mr. Freeze. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> One for the kids. Right, <laughs> let's start off. Prince George's confidence has grown, and he has what it takes to be king, a royal source has said. I mean, blue, blue blood helps. I love the idea that previously this eight-year-old was having confidence issues. (laughs) Speaking to Us Weekly, the insider described the eight-year-old prince as assertive, self-assured, adding that he knows what he wants and doesn't hold back on speaking his mind. The source said, Prince George is already showing that he has what it takes to be the future king of England. His personality is really starting to shine. (laughs) The number of footmen he's already balled out. (laughs) 
The insider referred to the young royal as incredibly tidy and immaculate, but also fun-loving, cute, and with a mischievous side. Tidy and immaculate is a very, very odd way of describing an eight-year-old. It's very unusual, isn't it? You know, uh, yes, yes. They explained he likes to play pranks on his parents and siblings and make everyone laugh. Boot polish on the monocle, giving the corgis laxatives. <laughs> Despite the responsibilities he'll entail in his future role, Kate and William don't want to see him grow up too quickly. They're determined to give him as much of a normal childhood as possible, and it's working wonders. So down to earth. <laughs> He's such a lovable, down to earth little boy. It's clear Prince William and Kate are raising him well. For now, however, <laughs> George is focused on his art. <laughs> Focused on his art. Yeah. Uh, where he seems to have inherited his grandfather Prince Charles's talent, according to the royal source, and he Uh-oh. said to love drawing pictures of his family. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Do we know that, that, um, that, that Charles is famous for his art? Well, I mean, the, you, you had me at uh, Prince Charles and talent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, if he's great at talking to flowers... Yeah, he's very gifted at that, to be fair. They said he copies the art and photographs that are up in his Kensington Palace and Anne Mahal homes. Um, I'm not not aware of the second one, I have to say. He'll spend hours painting and drawing and absolutely loves it. You know, two words, Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Kate and William are astonished by how good he is and have framed some of his paintings and given them to Elizabeth as gifts. I'm sure she sticks them on the fridge. Yep, yep. Um, we don't hear her referred to as Elizabeth very often, do we? No. Yeah, this, I'd this say the Queen. Another way of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Normally another way of talking yeah, about it. Yeah, there is a, there's a, a quite popular um, slang form for her. Yeah. But they're uh, so informal, sure. Matt. I suppose they are pretty informal. Another source told Us Weekly last year that the Cambridges have taken a modern approach to raising their three children and are moving away from the stiff upper lip mentality using open communication as well as certain boundaries and rules. Uh, here's, here's to open communication. Open communication. Does, does seem like they're, they're you know, perhaps trying to uh, learn from, from the print lessons of Prince Andrew. <laughs> certain boundaries yes yes he's very very aware of the old boundaries um and that is that for that story um and if you're interested in any of the comments left by readers there are no comments left by readers (laughs) (laughs) yep not a single one now chris i believe that you have a story uh about the united kingdom's other royal family Oh, nice. Yes, I have indeed, Matt. And this is by Hannah Carter at the Mirror Online. And the headline, David and Harper Beckham defiantly flipped pancakes the day after burglary. The Blitz spirit. (laughs) David Beckham, 46, said that he has always celebrated Pancake Day as he and Harper, 10, 
enjoyed making the sweet treats. I love the fact it's got always in quotes as if to suggest that there are some people who have doubts over <laughs> yeah. David Beckham's commitment to the celebration of Pancake Day. He's a G. You know, I've heard rumours that he's a bit of a Johnny come lately when it comes to the old uh, pancake tossing. <laughs> Jumping on the old pancake bandwagon. David Beckham and Harper flipped pancakes on Shrove Tuesday, the day after their mansion was broken into. The defiant footballer and his daughter refused to let the masked burglar get the better of them and enjoyed some sweet treats. Wow. A couple of things from that. The masked burglar, I don't know if you're the same as me, Chris, uh, we're the same generation. Instant picture of Hamburglar comes into my mind. <laughs> I thought it was a new uh, TV Saturday night show. <laughs> yeah, it was the masked burglar. Yeah. Um, also... <laughs> Hannah Carter, we already know, is very, very proud of the second mention sweet treat because she's yes. used it twice already. Just the day before, an intruder had reportedly stolen thousands of pounds of electrical items and designer goods. Hmm. I don't know about you, Matt, but this is where I, I'm calling into question the previous sentence suggesting that they'd refuse to let the masked burglar get the better of them. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Basically, they, they have been, they have got the better of them. Yeah, they've got their, their um, peculiarly um, named electrical items. Yep, exactly. It, they've pretty much pushed the ball between the Beckham's legs and shouted Megs at them. <laughs> also, I'm a bit late to this now, but I've just thought sweet treats could also be savoury favouries. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you should you should email her that or maybe put it in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Or um, just turn up at, at their office. Yeah. It is believed that David, 46, and Harper were in the Holland Park property at the time of the break-in. The pair were completely unaware of what was going on. And it wasn't until Cruz, 17, returned home that they realised they'd been burgles. I, I feel quite old to think that David Beckham's got a 17-year-old. I know. Cruz stumbled upon the ransacked bedroom and spotted broken glass from the window. Quite the detective. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know what's going on here. <laughs> Victoria, 47, and sons Brooklyn, Romeo and Cruz were elsewhere. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Wasn't he stumbling upon the ransacked bedroom? Yeah, get your story straight. According to the son, the thief broke through a bedroom window on February the 28th and left out of the same window. CCTV footage allegedly showed the burglar climbing over a gate before scaling the front of a £31 million mansion. £31 million. I know. Sharing the snaps of him and Harper laughing as they flipped pancakes, David said, always loved, always celebrated Pancake Day. Fun flipping with Harper 7. We miss you, Victoria, Brooklyn, Romeo and Cruz. You've protesting too much. Yeah, I mean, this. how do you flip a pancake defiantly? That's Is true. That I'm, I'm extra struggling. wrist action that I'm, shows yeah. your displeasure. Yeah, I'm really struggling to picture a defiant flip. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the rest of it is all very much police procedural. It very much is, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, do I you enjoy can, reading about celebrities? Sign up for all the best celeb news from the mirror here. Yeah, exactly. And we do enjoy I mean, reading about celebrities. We do. I mean, we, you know, you could almost say it's our, our MO. It very much is our MO. 
I would love to hear about Kimberly White and Alex Jones putting on a stylish display at Playland in Warwick Castle. Well, sorry, you're out of luck. (laughs) Only kidding. (laughs) I have just the story for you from Lydia Burns, courtesy of Mail Online. Kimberly Wyatt and Alex Jones put on a stylish display as they enjoy a fun-filled family day out at the Zog Playland launch in Warwick Castle. And Chris, is this the American conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones? (laughs) No, although I feel the story would be immeasurably better (laughs) if it was. Kimberly Wyatt, 40, and Alex Jones, 45, were two of the many celebrities that attended the VIP launch event for Zog Playland at Warwick Castle on Saturday. Uh, Chris, is this time for me to tell you the story of when I live around the corner from Alex Jones? I, 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 think, it, I think it is. It's burning, it's burning a hole in your, uh, in your brain. Yeah, many years ago, I lived uh, around the corner from Alex Jones uh, from The One Show uh, in Cardiff. I once saw her in my local co-op and I'm pleased to report that she, like me, was buying the second cheapest bottle of red wine they had. Oh, nice. Did you uh, exchange words? No, um, I did not exchange words. I'd like to say that we had a knowing glance, but that would also be untrue. Right. (laughs) And that's my Alex Jones story. It's it's good. I mean, you could probably get that in the in the papers next week if you you (laughs) picked it right. (laughs) Yeah, you think I should email Lydia Burns at Mail Online? The day was filled with a wide variety of activities for the whole family to enjoy. The former Pussycat doll had a great time with her husband, Max Rogers, 39, and their three children, Willow, seven, Maple, four, and Ford Senna, two. Sounds like a car. Yeah, I was going to say, they've obviously gone, yep, nice name, nice name, um, premium hatchback. (laughs) Oh, I've got myself a new Ford Senna. (laughs) That's nice. Also, this is, you know, it's a far cry from... uh, bougies and china white isn't it (laughs) dog playland (laughs) warwick castle ready for the day both kimberly and alex were wrapped up warm to battle dragons and climbing forts (laughs) yeah not literally alex had a great day with her three kids playing on the slides and being fully immersed into the (laughs) magical world the one show presenter also thanked Warwick Castle on her Insta stories with the hashtag Real M of Zog. There are an enormous trending, amount of pictures it? on this, aren't there? Yes. I mean, if you if, if you want to see many. pictures of Alex Jones's kids at an adventure playground, this is absolute Christmas. Yeah. Kimberly was eager to share the day with her 192,000 Instagram followers with an adorable video of her and her children having an amazing time. The adventure part was filled to the brim with celebrities from areas of show business, with musicians, actors, and even former England rugby player Dylan Hartley making an appearance. What? <laughs> I was going to say that even I know. maybe tease you up for someone a bit more high profile. Well, firstly, like, celebrities from areas of show business is just weird (laughs) it's just a weird way of phrasing it from the show business sector when you put even it's suggesting that it's a big name isn't it it's it's like um Mm. you know at the start of films when when you've got an and they always say that if your agent manages to get you an and that's fantastic that it shows you're a big star here you get musicians actors and even and i'm thinking jennifer lawrence 
But no, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Former England rugby player, Dylan Hartley, who I have to confess, Chris, I have literally never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a big name, even within the uh, world of former England rugby players. <laughs> the soap stars came out to celebrate the launch with former Coronation Street actress Helen Flanagan visiting the park and sharing snaps to her Instagram. EastEnders star James Bai rocked up with his three ad- adorable sons, Edward, Louis, Hugo, and wife Victoria. Who? <laughs> Who is James Bai? I've never okay. heard of him. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't set the bar too low because we can go lower. London-based daddy bloggers Rich and Lou <laughs> had a blast with their two children, as well as actress Sally Wood, 44, with her twin girls. Right. Well, I'm going to surprise you here. I have met one of Rich and Lou. (laughs) Have you? Because in my professional life, I had a brief period where I produced um, a podcast about parenting in London, which ironically is something I know absolutely. Wow. I was going to say they couldn't have put put anyone better in charge of that. I, I, I did the technical side of things. I had a very, very good um, presenter who did all, all the kind of asking them. Um, it was one of Rich and Lou, and I have to confess, I can't remember which one. Ooh. <laughs> but we, uh, we spent a very pleasant afternoon in a, in a podcast studio in Soho um, with me kind of blanking out what he, he talked about, you know, how he likes to parent, I think. Uh, well, I think probably, you know, we've we've got to the point now where we, we need to skip on to the comments. <laughs> if there's there's nothing more to see here. I'm I'm literally not letting anyone through the through the cordon. It's 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 over. But the comments, we have uh Jules from Surrey comment more freebies. <laughs> yep. Whereas Barnacle Bill just says who? With about 13 question marks. Well, I'll count them. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There are 13. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. But Matt, I think you're going to see us out with a great story about a popular daytime quiz. Yes, this is from The Sun online. It's by Shan Ali. Um, which sounds like a very dubious kind of street, doesn't it? And it's headlined, Off Point. Chipping Point fans switch off as they're left fuming just minutes into latest episode. Ooh, you don't want to anger them. No, they are notorious for their fury, which often tips over into rioting. (laughs) Chipping Point fans were forced to switch off minutes into Thursday's episode, for one frustrating reason. Was it because their energy bills had gone up so much that they realised that even watching Tipping Point for a couple of minutes is going to cost them about £53.70? Yes, this is it. it. Tipping Point was very much the tipping point for their uh, their, their electricity bills. And uh, little uh, do I sense a little, a little comment on current affairs there, Chris? Well... Possibly. I mean, you could you could even go as far to say that tipping point very much is based on the, you know, coin powered uh, energy meters. Yes, very much. Uh, one for the teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> ITV viewers were ready to tune in for another dose of the coin machine game show 
But fans immediately nice. noticed that it was a repeat and were left fuming. Oof. Disappointed viewers took to social media to complain about the episode and begged for new installments of their favourite afternoon show hosted by Ben Shepherd. I mean, you... He's he's very much a showman, Ben. You know he won't he won't come on for any encores until you absolutely beg him. Yeah, he, he makes you honestly. He's he's well known for forcing people to their knees, in in a begging yeah. sense. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Just just to clarify, one wrote, "Anyone tired of the repeats?" Another posted, "Another repeat. Why can't they show new episodes?" What a third chimed, not another repeat. This is so frustrating, I'm switching off. <laughs> Hashtag chipping point, repeat, bye-bye, another comment. Wow. I mean, that is the most stinging comment yeah. that you could possibly leave. Absolutely. These people are furious. However, viewers who decided to stick around for the episode were left in stitches <laughs> after contestant Sam made a huge geography blunder. So people who'd watched it, even if they'd watched it before, they stuck around and found it hilarious a they, second time. They were rewarded. Uh, they were left in stitches. So I'm guessing something's going to be pretty darn funny. And just to confirm, this is, uh, you know, this is a Sun journalist effectively now doing a review of an episode that's already been shown. Yeah. So uh, what did you get into journalism for? <laughs> I'm writing stories about what happened on a repeated episode of Tipping Point. Breaking news. The player was asked which city located on the south of the USA is sometimes known as the Big Easy. Ooh, now, I know it. I know it. Um, you, you sat down, Chris, because yeah. um, we've been promised here that you're going to be left in stitches. <laughs> so yes. I don't want you to fall off your chair or do yourself an injury. Luckily, I have some armrests. I'm so, bracing myself. The player's been asked which city located on the south of the USA is sometimes known as the Big Easy. So this is going to be a very, very funny answer. Yeah. The contestant incorrectly answered Florida, which is a state rather than a city. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Left in stitch. Imagine if I wow. left in stitches. It, I mean, yes. I mean, I, it took me a while to get it, but but now I, you know the hilarity is washing over me. That is a big city, Florida. Hashtag tipping point. One viewer wrote. Another added. Even after he said Florida was a state, he still seemed convinced it was a city. Hashtag tipping point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, are we not even, we're not even, I mean, just, you know, in terms of, you know, news you can use, surely we should tell them the correct answer, New Orleans. It is, uh, it is New Orleans, uh, sometimes known as Big Easy, it's a jazz city. Um, just a little bit more on this story. It comes after presenter Ben was left wincing after a contestant dealt a brutal snub to game show rival Richard Osman. Wincing. <laughs> <laughs> You don't be wincing anymore, do you? Yeah. On Tuesday's show, Anne and Joe made it through the initial rounds in their bid to get to the final and win some money. However, 
they came a bit unstuck when a question about the pointless and House of GameStar came up. It read, in 2019, which TV presenter signed a £1.1 million book deal for his debut crime novel, The Thursday Murder Club? Anne passed the question to Joe in the hope he didn't know, and she was right, as he guessed Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, hard lines, Joe. Ben winced. A lot of wincing going on in this show. You go literally months without hearing the word wince, and then two people have done it in the space of a minute. I know. Ben winced and said it was Richard, and Joe admitted, I haven't heard of him. Before before Ben could say anything, Anne added, neither have I. Shocked, Ben said, have you not heard of Richard Osman? Ben, they've already confirmed that they haven't. (laughs) Both both of them. Both Literally, one of them has said, I haven't heard of him. And the other has said, neither have I. (laughs) Are you sure? The host then asked if they've heard of Pointless, which airs on BBC One. And both contestants replied, oh, yeah. (sighs) Tipping Point viewers couldn't believe the pair didn't know who Richard was. With one writing on Twitter, good Lord, they never heard of Richard Osman. Another added, this fucking pair don't even know who Osman is. <laughs> I just love how angry that, that, that is. <laughs> He's absolutely furious. Absolutely <laughs> furious at not knowing who Richard Osman is. Maybe that's Richard Osman's agent. <laughs> a third tagged Richard in their tweet, which read, Richard, you were just a question on tipping point and neither of them have heard of you. I mean, seriously... I mean, there's no need to tell him, is there? Yeah, I mean, that's just rubbing salt into the wounds. That is the end of what I would ludicrously ludicrously describe as a news story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good to be back, Chris. We've had a little break. Um, Yeah, we have. We're back in the swing of things, aren't we? Absolutely, yes. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. We've tried to get back to the regular... um, regular publication schedule uh i think in future but in the in the interim chris uh where would you point people who've listened to this and thought i'd really like to engage with this brand online yeah well you know good good question and i would say your best port of call firstly is to go to twitter and at barely underscore pod um but also you can go to facebook and feast your eyes on barely contain the podcast because there you won't just get details of new episodes you'll also get like bonus videos and all manner of extra extra goodies yeah i mean quite sporadically and irregularly but yeah yeah i mean you know occasionally chance chance your arm that's what i say yeah and uh, as ever we'd ask you to uh, subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast wherever you listen to this on but we are of course right across apple and google podcasts and uh, spotify all over and, it all over it like a cheap suit um yeah. and give us a give us a review five stars please it really does help get us into more people's ears mm. Which can only be a good thing. Only be a good thing. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Only uh, leaves me to say thank you very much, Chris, and goodbye. Yeah, cheers, Matt. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.